The English have a term or a phrase called penny wise and pound foolish. And usually what it means is someone who's very careful with the, the little things, but really misses the big picture. And tonight in that Jesus gives a parable on the pound, I titled it Penny Wise and Pound Foolish, but really it is the parable of the pounds. So if you'd open your Bibles to Luke chapter 19, beginning at verse 11, and we read, And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem, and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. Now just to remind you, it says, And as they heard these things, what things? This is the third thing that's come up. The last one we just studied was of Zacchaeus. And as Jesus made the statement, as he finished with Zacchaeus, he said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Here is the theme that Jesus, we see his compassion through the whole book of Luke, and Jesus is giving us the driving force that's behind him. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Often we'll hear Jesus say, my time has not yet come. What was Jesus saying? Jesus was saying, I've come for a very specific purpose, and I'm not going to do anything that gets in the way of the mission. The mission is the most important thing. So as we come to our text here, we find, as they heard these things, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost, he added and spake a parable for two reasons. And that's important that you notice Jesus says, Luke's telling us, Jesus did this for two reasons. First of all, because he was near to Jerusalem. And we've heard often Jerusalem was, was not receiving their king, but was rejecting their king. Remember how Jesus said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I have gathered you together as chicks under my wings, but you would not. The lament of Jesus as he saw what Jerusalem was doing. So he spake this because they were near Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should appear immediately. So now he goes into the parable. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said to them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will, have, we will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, that he commanded these servants to be called to him to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Lord, Thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, Be thou over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou layest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. 
And he said unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore, when, wherefore then gavest not thou my money to the bank, that at my coming I might have received, required mine own with usury? And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him that pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, he hath ten pounds. For I say unto you, that unto every one which hath shall be given, and from him that hath not, even that which he hath, even that he hath shall be taken away from him. But those mine enemies which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. Now, as we look at this, I want you to notice a couple different things. Remember, he, he began by saying there are some who are thinking that the kingdom's going to start right away, and because I'm going to Jerusalem, I'm going to give this parable. And he gives this parable, and you've got Jerusalem, which rejects, and you've got the kingdom, which they're thinking, which is at hand. Now, what's interesting is this was not a story that caught everyone off guard. When King Herod the Great died in 4 BC, just after the birth of Christ, King Herod gave his son, well, he, he passed the kingdom down to Archelaus. Archelaus had to go back to Rome and had to get permission from Caesar to rule. And he got permission, but while he was there, the Jews sent a delegation of citizens to Caesar saying, we don't want this guy to rule over us. And Caesar didn't give Archelaus the title king, but he did give him the authority to rule over that area. So as they're hearing this story, they're, they're kind of thinking, this, this kind of sounds familiar. We kind of know what this story is about. But Jesus, as he's giving this parable, says he called 10 servants and delivered them 10 pounds. Now, remember earlier in Matthew, we've got the story of the talents, not the pounds. And the story of the talents, you have people that were given differing amounts, right? He gave a different amount to different ones. And we learn from that that there are often various different abilities and gifts that are given to people. You notice in this parable, though, everyone gets the same thing. A talent would have been worth about the equivalent of 60, how our Bible translates it, pounds. In reality, the word there, the Greek word is the word mina. Each of these pounds were worth about 100 days wages, about three months worth of wages. So it was a good amount of money. Nothing like what the talents were. The talents were worth about 60 of the pounds that we're seeing here. So a much different amount of money. It was a nice amount, but it wasn't a huge amount. So as we're looking at this, he calls together his 10 servants. He gives them each a pound, and he says, occupy till I come. Now, we also see a different group of people in verse 14. In verse 13, we have servants. In verse 14, we have citizens. And these citizens, in verse 14, we read, hated him. And they sent a messenger, they sent a message after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. Now, 
They didn't know how long their master was going to be gone. They didn't know how long he would be out, if he would even come back. But they had choices to make. So we have 10 servants who each have a pound, and they're supposed to do something with that pound until the master comes back. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. And he starts going through these. You notice this is, we're going to find two different things going on. We're going to find how he reacts to the servants and how he reacts to the citizens. Big difference. So he begins with the servants, and he only mentions three of the ten. But he does that because he's wanting us to notice something. And in fact, it's interesting, he talks about the first servant, and he talks about the second servant, and then he talks about the other servant. And he gives, it's almost like he's giving a comparison that there's two different kinds of servants. There's ones that did something with their pound, and there's ones that didn't do anything with their pound. And that's what Jesus is drawing our attention to. Now, what is it that we all have in common? Well, there would be a number of things that we could say that we all have in common. But the one thing that we would see that would be in keeping with verse 10, where it says, here's Jesus' goal. He's come to seek and to save that which is lost. Each of us have the gospel. And you notice Jesus didn't necessarily commend them because they got more. Jesus commended them that they did something with it. And he gave the same commendation to the one who had 10 as to the one who then gained five. The point was, I asked you to occupy, I asked you to use this to be busy with it until I came. Now, in actuality, we're probably today living between verses 14 and 15. The master is gone. The master has not returned. But he's given us all the same thing. And he just says, occupy. Be busy until I come back. Use it. So, they each give an account. Interestingly enough, When the other one came and said, Lord, here's what you gave me. I didn't do anything with it. The impression is he didn't think he was going to have to do anything with it. He gave this story, but the reality was he wasn't even thinking that the king was coming back. He never really gave it any thought. And then he makes this statement. He says, well, I knew that you were a hard man. You're hard to get along with. You're someone to be feared. And interesting, that is not, he doesn't really even debate it. In fact, he says, look, if that's what you thought about me, well, then you should have known you should have done something with this. It's very easy to begin to get the wrong view of what the Lord is like. Fear, respect is a good thing. Fear of of fearing that he was going to be this hard and austere man is a thing that often causes Christians to just lock up. You know what God wants us to do? He just wants us to be faithful in telling people the gospel. He's given all of us the same opportunity, and all he wants you to do is, did you occupy? You notice what he told me? He said, well, you should have just at least put it in the bank. You should have gotten something for it. You should have been using it to some degree. Now we also find he turns to the citizens, to the citizens who rejected him, 
who said, we won't have you to be king. Those are the ones you read, verse 27, but those mine enemies, which would not, that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. Now in Matthew, when he gave the various abilities, you notice the one man, it talks about sending that man out. He was judged. In this case where everyone had the same, you notice he doesn't say that he threw the servant out. The servant just lost opportunity. And the challenge that I would have tonight, first of all, for those of us who've received the Lord as our Savior as servants, don't be afraid to just go out and invest the gospel all that you can. You just use it everywhere you can go. He's not, he's not asking how many notches you have in your gun. What he's saying is, did you use what I gave you? Just be faithful with it. It also reminds us, just as Jerusalem rejected Jesus, even today, not only just for Jews, but for Gentiles, those who reject the message of Jesus Christ, those who reject him as being king, there's an awful day coming. A day, a fearful day that is coming. Penny wise and pound foolish. Are we focused on the things that aren't so valuable and forgetting about the things that are valuable? Now I realize I've just used an English phrase from an English translation and really the word in the scripture isn't pound. But I'm hoping maybe that phrase will stick in your mind tonight where you'll stop and think, you know, God's given all of us the same thing. And he's not telling you that you have to produce the same as anyone else. He's just asking, are you doing anything with it? As a church, that's going to be our goal. I have no idea. We're not competing with other churches in the area. We're not, we're not saying we're bigger than you or we've done more than you or we've whatever more than someone else. Really, all we want is we just want to make sure when he comes back, he says, good job. You used what I gave you. And however we use that, the results are going to be up to him. But he does ask us, he says, use what I've given you. And then remember, those who reject Jesus, there is an awful reckoning that's coming. We don't have to be angry with people or jerk their chains. We just need to remember, he's a righteous God, and he's told us how, how we can go to heaven, and we get to tell other people that. He could have used any other method. He chose to use us. Don't just be penny wise, but pound foolish. Use your pound well.